An A to Z of Believing, from Atheism to Zealotry, written and presented by Dr. Ed Kessler, Founder Director of the Wolf Institute. Program 5, E for Evil. If people have beheld evil, they may know that it was shown to them in order that they learn their own guilt and repent, for what is shown to them is also within them. After Baal Shem Tov. According to the rabbinic view, the evil inclination trumps the good in important ways. How so? Without the driving force of the evil inclination, life would still be good, but a colourless and insipid good. What makes life very good is to struggle against evil. The reality of evil has been a persistent problem for religious people given their view of a benevolent and omnipotent God. For example, the all-powerful and all-compassionate and all-knowing God presumably had the power to prevent the Holocaust but didn't. Does this mean either God does not care about the torture and suffering in the divinely created world and therefore God is not omnibenevolent? Or didn't God know what was happening? Which means God is not omniscient. This is what philosophers call the problem of evil and what theologians name theodicy. Evil has been variously viewed as being permitted by God as a test of faith or a divine warning, discipline or punishment. A systematic understanding remains elusive. One approach by Muslim thinkers, followed by many others, has sought to reconcile the problem with the afterlife. According to the medieval theologian Nursi, evils include the collapse of the Ottoman Empire and its substitution with secularism and are impossible to understand unless there is an afterlife. Considering suffering as evil, religion has attributed to it redemptive value, particularly Christianity, for Christ suffered and died on behalf of all humanity through which he triumphed over evil and death. The Church Fathers taught that humans had originally been incorruptible and immortal, but as a result of the sinful action of Adam and Eve, they developed the doctrine of original sin, which could only be remedied by baptism in Christ. For its part, Judaism identified in each person an evil impulse, Yetzahara, and a good impulse, Yetzahatov. The Yetzahara is not per se evil, it is undifferentiated between good and evil, but if undisciplined, will inevitably lead to sin and hence to death. It requires a counterforce, the Yetzahatov. Judaism and Christianity also speak of evil in terms of Satan and the devil. The New Testament word devil, coming from the Greek translation of Satan, is perhaps the most well-known designation in the Hebrew Bible for God's adversary. He is a personal and superhuman evil force, most famously depicted in the book of Job. Christianity sometimes draws on apocalyptic visions of a final and great struggle between the forces of good and evil, the latter sometimes described as an antichrist, another hostile figure opposing the work of God. For centuries, Christians applied the term antichrist to Jews and Muslims and during the Reformation by Martin Luther to the papists. Characterising Jews as the personification of evil, as the people of Satan, became a prominent feature of Christian anti-Judaism and was employed in Nazi anti-Semitic propaganda. This prepared the seabed for the Holocaust. Abraham Joshua Heschel tells the story of a band of inexperienced mountain climbers. Without guides, they struck recklessly into the wilderness and suddenly a rocky ledge gave way beneath their feet and they were tumbled headlong 
into a dismal pit. In the darkness of the pit, they recovered from their shock, only to find themselves set upon by a swarm of angry snakes. Every crevice became alive with fanged, hissing things. And for each snake the desperate men slew, ten more seemed to lash out in its place. Strangely enough, one man seemed to stand aside from the fight. When the indignant voices of his struggling companions reproached him for not fighting, he called back, If we remain here, we shall be dead before the snakes. I am searching for a way of escape from the pit for all of us. When I reflect on today's violent world, it seems not unlike that pit of snakes. We have descended into it, and the snakes have sent their venom into humanity, numbing our nerves, dulling our minds, darkening our vision. Good and evil, which were once apparent, have become blurred in the age of fake news. The conscience of the world is being destroyed, and who is to say this is not an outcome of evil? During the horrors of 1933 to 45, during the Holocaust, a messenger came and conveyed the following message from the European Jews being slaughtered. We Jews despise all those who live in safety and do nothing to save us. They, like those who perished since in the genocides of Rwanda, the former Yugoslavia, and presently in Congo, died with disdain and scorn for what we call civilization. From the religious perspective, God will return to us when we are willing to let God in. It is a moral imperative to attend to the problem of evil at a time in history when humanity has the capacity to destroy creation and humanity itself. The killing of snakes will save us for the moment, but not forever. There can be no neutrality. Either we are ministers of the sacred or we are slaves of evil.